like family with Brenda Donahue. In this edition of Like Family, we talk about men, women, and batten down the hatches, bolt the door, bat the children, housework. And you can join the conversation on Twitter at Brenda Donahue or email Brenda at RTE.ie. I love vintage 1950s Doris Day. And what does Mr. Sunshine say to you? I do. It makes you blink to stop and think. A woman and a whisk broom can accomplish so darn much. So never underestimate a woman's touch. So 50s, so vintage. Or is it? Global research shows that despite all the advances in equality, women still spend more of their time on housework than men and more time worrying about it too. When French cartoonist Emma tried to describe how this works in modern families, her work went viral and was translated into many languages, including English. In about 2017 is when I discovered Emma's work at the same time as most of France, I think, when her cartoon went completely viral on French uh, social networks. So this particular cartoon simply put the finger onto something that so many women feel but they can't express and it can cause pent-up frustration. And um, Emma's work is a way to get people talking I would say it doesn't always provide solutions it gets people to express themselves to communicate better and people look at it and say yes that's it that's what I experience and they want to share it and I think that's why I'm, that's why her work became so popular and why it was translated into a number of different languages. Una Dmitrievich translated Emma's cartoons into English. Can you explain some of those little events that are in those cartoons that I think every household will relate to? Well, you know, one that really struck me in her comic is about um, when you ask men to do something. They're generally very happy to help. So in her comic, she says, I asked my husband to clear the table and he clears the table and that's fine. They're happy to have a task and complete a task. But when a woman uh, goes to clear a table, she then finds herself picking things up off the floor, putting other things away. Then she remembers that there's the washing to be done. Then she remembers that there's a shopping to be put away. And there's never one task. There's always a continuation of tasks. It never ends. And they end up basically delegating when they don't always want to be doing that. They end up being the manager of the household. And um, that's something I think many women can simply relate to. The book is about the mental load. Can you explain to people who are listening what exactly the mental load is from your chats with Emma and your understanding of it? So Emma's work is personally where I first discovered the term the mental load, but it's been around in feminist circles for much longer. And this idea of the mental load, it encapsulates, I think, brilliantly what many women feel, which is overwhelmed by planning and organizing their household and by looking after the family. So it's a load that's not simply the physical tasks that they do, 
but the preparation, um, the management, the thinking in advance about where kids need to go and what they need to eat and what needs to be done and who needs to be called and planned. Um, so this is part of what contributes to the skewed roles that men and women continue to play in, I would say, many heterosexual households and um, and why women so often find themselves acting as a sort of household manager and the man being the underling in her terms. So the cartoons have made many households aware that there's a mental load that women are mainly carrying. Has it actually helped different families, would you know, to change, to reduce the mental load on women, to make men more aware that actually when somebody gets up from work to go to work in the morning, they're emptying the dryer, they're putting a wash on, they're taking stuff out of the dryer, they're getting the uniforms out, they're doing the lunches. Sorry, I don't mean to sound over familiar with this role, but has it made any difference? I think Emma's had a huge response from men and from women. And that is a very broad response from men saying, you don't understand, we face our own challenges and, you know, you're being very unfair to men who say, thank you so much for opening my eyes to this. Um, I think personally, for me, it has made a difference. Um, I think that the idea of the mental load was not a concept I fully grasped until I started reading her work and that I've been able to communicate better about since I've translated her work. And so it definitely in my household has made a difference. You know, my husband can now say, you know what, you know, this this weekend, this what we're doing, I take the mental load off you, you know, I will deal with it. In this, and it's a learning process for me to also let go and to give over management to someone else. So I'm sure that it's been the case in other households and it's a start. Um, and I think obviously in the 20th century, women have made a huge amount of pro- progress. I just think that at some point we maybe got to a stage where we thought the work was largely done. And um, now we are able to look at ourselves and look at our context and our situations and and think, well, maybe there's a bit more. Maybe there's a bit more that we can do. Having translated Emma's work just before my son was born, literally in the week before he was born, I finished the translation of her first book. Um, I think that sort of set me on the right path. And I think that thinking about the mental load, thinking about um, the division of tasks in the household has helped us to be stronger as um, as a young couple with with a young child to better manage things, to better divide up our time and the work involved in raising a child. It has done me good. So, would these ideas resonate with Irish mothers? Oh, you should have asked, I would have yeah, asked. Yes, yes, yes. Mams.ie yeah. is a website run by Siobhan and she holds regular coffee mornings. So while the children played, I joined a group of mothers to see if the dilemmas of the women in Emma's cartoons were familiar. Is that you? Would you agree? Every woman. Yeah. And anxiety kicks in, and it can become unbearable. You just keep looking at everyone. It's like, where to begin? How am I going to get through it? I've got to go here, I've got to go there, and I try and get this all done at the same time, plus feeding the kids. Overwhelming, and yeah. you just get so wound up. Like, even today, I was unloading the dishwasher, and I started doing unloading that, and then I was like, oh, my God, I have to actually um, put the washing in the washing machine before I go, and I have to do it. Like, just, it just never stops. Your mind is ticking over the whole time. So I just think about, like, when I was young and free, without any kids or any real responsibilities, my God, life was easy then. You know, we're just so careful. 
carefree. We didn't yeah. have to worry about everything. Yeah. <laughs> but even like, uh, like with my brother, who I love my brother so much. He's such a sweet guy. And if you asked him, he'd do that for you. But I text him to say it's Mum's birthday, it's Sabrina's birthday, it's yeah. April's. Don't forget the birthday is next week. And I take that on. Or one of my sisters takes that on. It's always the girls. It's never the guys. Oh, somebody's made you present. We have a little girl here who's very special. This is Caitlin. Hi, Caitlin. Oh, she's gone. I think she's gone to get her rocket. So she's a very special little girl. So we're talking about remembering. It's all Oh, girls, I'm so stressed. It's a fact. <laughs> but you know what then I find? So you're ticking along. And then if something happens that... Um, if something comes along to add extra stress, if you have another worry... Oh, Caitlin, one of you back with her ice cream that she made from oh. Clayotic Play-Doh, and that it looked amazing. Can I eat that? Oh, no. God. No. no. Good girl. So my nanny was very sick recently, and I was, I felt really guilty and stressed about not getting to the hospital enough and trying to squeeze in. I need to go and see her. I need to go and see her. I just think the boys and the men, some of them don't take that on as much as we do. No. And probably they're right in a way, but... That's my nanny and I love her. That's my daughter and I'll do everything I can for her and I'll fight, fight, fight as much as I need to. And um, I think when something like that happens, it puts so much extra stress and pressure on an already overworked mind. And literally last week I had a good cry because I felt overwhelmed by everything. So as a woman, what makes you feel you're more responsible to carry that mental load of so-and-so's got GAA, so-and-so's to be picked up from ballet dance and... Who's, go- who's organising the book list for back to school? I've actually, I I dropped my book list into Easton this morning. And my husband, that you know what I'm even, trying to yes, say. No, and, what and, makes you think that you I, as women And I organised that around work today because I knew I'd be here. But I fitted it in around my schedule. I know. And then again, I have a list of all the back to school things that have to be done. And I wrote it down the other day. Because it can be a bit overwhelming and, and our daughter has dyslexia and we need to get her a special laptop and things. And I emailed the list to my husband and he rang me and he went, holy God. And I went, that's uh, every year. And he went, oh my God, like he said, Siobhan, I'm panicking looking at that list. And I went, but that's, I said, I've started already. And he was like, but there's so much on it. And I went, it's like that every year, Dave, every year. And I actually felt better when I wrote it down because I can tick things off. He seen it and went, oh my God. Are there improvements? Have we made progress? Well, I think when I sent my husband that list of things we need to pay for for back to school, now he's, he's, he's more aware of it and he's yeah. thinking about it and we're talking about it and I actually don't feel this is my responsibility alone to resolve everything on this list. I feel like we're in it together. Yeah. I feel better knowing that he now is as upset about it as I am and we can be freaked out together. My aunt um, is a nun, was a nun in South Africa and she came over to Dundalk um, it was around eight years ago now and she was mesmerised by the amount of men that were wearing the... The baby sleeves. Yeah. yeah. And she said she'd never seen it before and she yeah. was really impressed that the men are actually now carrying the kids around and nurturing them. She said that was a huge step for her. You know, yeah. so there's huge changes there, obviously. There is huge changes. Yeah. We're in it together, myself yeah. and Arno. I'm communicating to him about business and it's, again, it's just getting the time for, you know, to get time to be able to talk about the kids and what needs doing and the housework and the hoover and everything it's time to get that but I think that's what will help communication yeah. Yeah.
Yeah. But it's That's amazing. amazing. Like you do think everybody else is like having it, you know, so easy for everybody else. Like I just think I'm the worst mum in the world sometimes because I just find it quite a struggle. And then I'm looking at my friends and people like Siobhan here and thinking, look at how she can do everything so easily. See, I think a smile is like a mask. Yeah. We hide it through that, but we're. We're screaming all the time, but just smiling. <laughs> Behind the scenes, like, there's a lot going on. You know, like if your husband or your partner or someone says to you, how are you, I'm fine, and you're not really yeah. fine, sometimes they're not able to discern. They might know you're not really, really fine, but they might not know why. Yeah. So we can't put all the blame on them because sometimes we take more on than we can handle and we don't yeah. ask for help and yeah. we need to ask for it more. Because men are very literal, aren't they? When, yeah, and so if you say you feel okay or fine, they literally think you feel fine. But if you dig a little bit deeper, they know you're not, basically. Yeah. Trish Murphy is a psychotherapist and she says rather than waiting to be overwhelmed, couples need to talk. So what we need to do is communicate better about it. And then I think we can create something new out of that. Um, But we don't really have time for that because we're so exhausted trying to prove ourselves in every way. So we need to take time out for that. I don't know if couples can manage this if they could go for breakfast once a month and talk about, you know, these thorny issues. You'd be amazed what we could come up with. And she believes that being listened to builds trust. For any relationship to last, whether it's a friendship or a romantic relationship, fairness is core to that. And if we feel things are unfair, um, we will do battle. And so we fight over, you know, crazy things like the dishwasher. We can, you know, couples can split up over the dishwasher. Um, and, but it's not about that. And it's not about, you know, who picks up the socks or it's actually about how do I, how can I trust that you're treating me Fairly, how can I trust that you value me? If we feel the other person fully understands, appreciates and values and gets it, we will we don't need to be saying, I did this last night, it's your turn today. If we feel that they're giving in another way. But if we don't, my God, we will we will not let it go because of the principle of fairness. Hey Siobhan, I'm driving in. Do I keep going around? Yes. No, come straight down to the very end. Oh yes, yeah, sorry, the road goes around. Yeah. Am I here? Is that you? Oh, there you are. Oh my goodness. <laughs> All right, thanks. I visit Siobhan and her husband Dave at home to see how they communicate about housework. She's dragging the bins in and I follow her into the kitchen. What's the job you hate the most? Oh, doing the washing, the clothes. I, I hate filling the washing machine, emptying the washing machine, drying them, ironing them. Well, I mean, I only iron if I absolutely have to. Yeah. Folding them. I, I really don't like folding them. Carrying them upstairs and putting them away. Or did you ever go up without the, without the pile of washing that you just folded? Is there anything worse when you have to come back down? So I have to say I love my Fitbit because it tells me at the end of the day that I've done like 60 flights of stairs. I feel like it appreciates me more than anyone in this house. At the end of the day, I can see the work that you do in the garden, Dave. But like a lot of household work, you can't see. And that's hard. So sometimes if you come in, you just see it like the way it is now. That's obviously spotless for you. I appreciate that now. I really, I understand the work. But one of us would go to the other. Oh, thanks for doing the kitchen. Something small. Because we know the other has just spent 
just done a quick 10 yeah. minutes yeah. and then Siobhan says yes I'm guilty of a surface clean <laughs> but isn't it better doing a surface clean yeah. than nothing no it is it is it's nice yeah. I stick on my music and it can be Oasis or Eminem or whatever the case may be. You are a rocker. And you just, you listen to it and you're in your own world. So Ireland, you're not disrupting the music. So you're listening to that. And the kids, you're just selling them out. You're just like, I'm listening yeah. to music. Yeah. Leave yeah. me, go yeah. away. Yeah. That's why I like doing the gardener. I don't mind the ironing or even cleaning up or doing the dinner. I'd stick on the bit of music there in the kitchen and everyone knows well dad's doing his music leave him alone so yeah. there, there is reasons for doing some of the chores is to get away from the kids after 22 years of marriage four children all the ups and downs of life would you say you have a balance in terms of domestic chores who uh, wants to go first I will, I'll go first because <laughs> I'm really hoping my gorgeous wife will say yes there is a balance I my life is balanced I try and be there for uh, Siobhan for the kids make sure I'm good at my job and um, I'm really interested in Siobhan's answer no I think it is because because I'm here more of course I'm going to do a bit more I think that's fair because I'm at home more that I should do a little bit more but when Dave is here, it is it is more 50 So like at the weekends and he'll take over the breakfast and the dinner and stuff like that. And I can relax. Even on a Sunday. So I train, I then coach the youngest girl and she's in the in Gaelic Academy. Well, we set up the pitch and all that. So we're, we're gone from half ten. We don't go home until about one o'clock. But you walk in and, you know, there's a bit of bacon and some French toast or bacon and eggs yeah. for the two of us after being out training. Mm-hmm. So and that's we never once ask. We never once expect, because I'd say to someone, well, daddy do bacon and eggs. But we walk in and it's ready. So it's like, oh, daddy, yes. <laughs> Didn't even have to ask. And there you go. We have a nice balance. And of course, yeah, I get overwhelmed sometimes. I'm sure you do as well. No, no honestly, not really. No. Honestly. No. Um, no, I don't. Not anymore. Because... I, think th- I think probably I, I probably let things get to me more than yeah. you would. Definitely. When you first kind of got together, how did you handle, apart from the loving side of it, but the whole domestic side of it? Oh, that was funny. God. That was funny because Siobhan had, uh, Siobhan had moved out of her family home and was living in a house in Swords. I was renting a room. It was my first time living out of home. I was 22. We were going out <coughs> six weeks and he said, why don't we rent an apartment together? And my mother had a nervous breakdown. And your dad said you were thinking with a certain part of your anatomy. And we won't clarify what that is. And (laughs) everyone told us not to do it. And you famously said, um, you don't have to worry about cleaning. I like cleaning. It doesn't bother me. That was a lie. That lasted five minutes. Yeah, no, that was a lie. That was a lie. Uh, even, yeah. even in the apartment, we had to do, we had to split the things. Yeah, yeah, we were both working full time. We'd no kids though, so there wasn't the stress of having to put a wash on on a Tuesday evening and have a dry for Thursday training. So what I'm trying to get at is that kind of division of labour. Well, our, cir- our circumstances have changed in the last couple of years because we were working together. We were both working from home. So it was great. We shared everything and it was much more 50-50. But now you've got a different job and my job has changed a bit as well. So now I definitely take on more of the housework. But I don't mind because Dave's happy with the job that he's doing and it's better for our family. Yeah. Ultimately, everything we do, it's for the balance of the house you it's for the balance of the family Siobhan calls me a feminist all the time that's good and though even though well I don't think I'm a feminist I'm just balanced but yeah. 
But I think yeah, that's but, really interesting. But a man is getting that balance. being balanced is a feminist. Yeah. By you, because you think that we should all earn the same, be treated the same. By definition, that is feminism. I'm back. So we were self-employed for ten years, and I'm back in the workplace for three years. There hasn't been one day that I've come in from work expecting dinner to be ready. I'm delighted when it is, and I say thank you every day. But not one day I think my dinner better be on the table kind mm. of thing. Because I've no right to say that. Okay, so divide the chores for me. Last I suppose on, on a Friday evening I come in and if I can, I'll do dinner. Yep. Saturday morning then, I'm up, I do pancakes and I make sure the kitchen is very clean. Mm. Clean as you go. But I think men, and sorry honey, but they do surface clean. They just like wipe counters and put things away. They don't clean the way. No, we would clean. Probably shouldn't say that in this day and age, but you know it's true. But he does make the pancakes, and I get a lie on. Yeah, but I do think I would think about the chores more. I would do the dishwasher. I'd walk in and check the dishwasher. Yeah, you're good on the dishwasher. I wouldn't check the washing machine. I just, I never think of it. Women think more about these things than men do, and we take more pressure onto ourselves, and we worry about things more than we probably should. Like when we go to bed at night. You go asleep immediately. Takes me, could be a half an hour. It could be an hour, it depends. And, I, and sometimes I'll do yoga breathing and I'm lying there and I'm telling myself, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. Uh, and sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. Dave works. He likes to listen to music while doing the chores. He plays football, he trains the team. And he doesn't worry. But for some reason... Siobhan worries. Why are women still carrying that burden? Back at the coffee morning, I had asked that question. So what in your life made you feel that as a woman, you'd be better at being responsible for the whole family than, say, your husband or partner? Like, if I took a different job and I was working full-time, I would trust Dave to look after the house. I know, I'm saying it and I don't mean it. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know what? I'd have to... I think women are we're more I do we're more I think we're you know what I think we care too much probably about having everything clean and shiny and in its place and sometimes it's very hard for me to go do you know what flip the ironing flip this I'm going to sit down with a glass of wine it's hard to actually let go you want to have things done before you sit down and relax I I think I can't relax if there's a big mess in the kitchen and my life would be better if I could probably yeah. if I could just say Asher I'll do it tomorrow just close the door Siobhan just yeah. close the door they'll be calling me from the next <laughs> room do you find actually now that we're getting into it this you with, with men sometimes they come home from work and they can just go into the room and say I need 20 minutes or I need half an hour to decompress do you know Am how I right? often I come home and I need to pee and an hour later, I realise I still need to pee. I still haven't gone to the bathroom. I've been home an hour. I still haven't taken off my work clothes. That's how you go, I go into the house and it's an onslaught of I want, I need, where is, can I, can I, can I. So yeah, yeah. And men don't get that when no, they walk avalanche. in. Yeah. Avalanche, avalanche. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. you're right in some respects that um, it's just... a almost expected of us isn't it that you know we have to from a day of work we still have to go in and put on the potatoes or whatever it's expected we don't have time really to be lying back and even going to the toilet or whatever but um, for men it's just 
it's, it's more acceptable, isn't it? Yeah. Trish thinks that if women could let go, perhaps the domestic dynamic would change. Feminism did a lot for women, huge amounts for women. But it, 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 the message was you could have it all. You know, you could have the perfect job, you could have the perfect body, you could be the perfect mother, plus be a perfect friend and daughter. But you can't. We know it's impossible, but we keep trying. And we're exhausted in the effort and shattered from it. So my own experience of this, many years ago, I, I inst- instigated this thing called My 15 Minutes. And it usually happened around the time Simpsons were on because that was very handy. And I would go to the bathroom, lock the door, bring um, a, a cushion and a cup of coffee and my book. And I would 15 minutes on my own in the bathroom. And my do- little daughter used to sit outside and draw me pictures and put them under the door. But I was such a better person for it. I took time for me, which was I thought it would never work. And it really did. And everybody accepted it. So we have to train ourselves to stop. And I think men are better at stopping. They're better at getting the newspaper. And, you know, if we could train ourselves to do that, other people would step into the breach. Men need to be educated in this. And I think they've come such a long way. They're brilliant with their kids. And they still don't hold in their heads all the things that need to happen. They just don't. And they don't because somebody else is doing it. So we have to hand it over, let them make all the mistakes And they will make massive mistakes and we shouldn't stand there and go, I told you so, because change is happening. But of course, it takes time. How do you get your head to relax? I think that is the big question of our time. We need to be able to switch off our minds. And I think you'd be the king of it if you could stop and take your time for yourself in the middle of all this. I think you would have reached almost you know your your evolutionary perfectness so it's really hard imagine if your children learned that from you you know that your mom could sit down even though things need to be done and just take moments wouldn't that be kind of awesome for them to know that i mean i'd love to be able to do it myself (laughs) that's all for this edition of like family Thanks to all the families who took part in this programme. Thank you for listening. And this programme was produced by Eileen Hearn. For more information, check out rte.ie forward slash radio one forward slash like family.